Hey everyone, it's time for a live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman and this is your look at the astrology for June 11th. Wait, that's not right. June 5th through 11th, 2023. Sorry for the late start. Just sometimes just not going to happen on time. But you know, not that bad. Thank you all for joining me live tonight. We've got a lot to talk about. And apparently I keep getting blown out by the light. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. We've got uh, sorry, this like the camera thing is kind of making me weird. Um, we've got Gemini season, we've got a boost to Gemini season because Mercury is going to be changing signs this week. We also have Pluto changing signs. We are also coming off of a Sagittarius full moon. And then what else we got? We got Venus and Leo. That's really uh, one of our main headliners for the week. Here, I'm going to fix this light. If you're watching, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you don't even know what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, my name is Katie Sweetman, and this is your look at the astrology. Each week we gather live to talk about the astrology and how the astrology is 50% and you are the other 50%. I just guess I need a lot of light today. You see the light changing over and over again. I guess the camera's being weird. But anyway, we got, again, we got lots to talk about and uh, how do we navigate these times when uh, we got some big changes in the sky, which we'll get to in a moment. But as we start this week, we are fresh off of a Sagittarius full moon and uh, one that really sort of lit up this polarity that exists between Gemini, it's Gemini season, and also Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is sort of the wisdom and knowledge to Sagittarius' words and information. These are two halves of the whole. And you know, I was thinking a lot about this Sagittarius full moon this weekend, and maybe it's because I'm Sag rising, um, but how Sag is so much about philosophy, it's faith, it's truth, it's meaning. And it's a sign that really brings us into the bigger strokes of life. And I, I wrote this in my full my full moon report, say that fast three times, and the link is in the show notes and how you know, we need Sagittarius because it sort of brings us into a quadrant. And I say quadrant because Sagittarius is sort of that last of the, the last four signs of the zodiac. We are no longer in a very personal place, although of course, faith and truth and meaning can be very personal. We are entering into a part of the sky that takes us beyond ourselves. And we need to find meaning in our lives. And I realize that's a big statement, but it's something that I come across over and over again in my work. You know, people are like, you know, why am I here? What am I, what does this all mean? What am I supposed to be doing? That's not always, of course, something that I can answer, but um, it really sort of brings in the importance of not just Sagittarius, but also element fire. We, you know, got a lot of fire going on in the sky right now. We have, you know, that Sagittarius full moon that we just had, and then also Venus going into Leo, which we'll talk about in a moment. But, you know, it's this idea about philosophy. And of course, with my work, you know, philosophy really drives how I do astrology. It's actually what really brought me to astrology is because I didn't really agree um, with some of the way that astrology was being talked about or sort of like the limiting conversations that were being ha were having a wow, can't speak English that I was reading in the books. And this was like back when I was in high school, and you would read these things that were just absolutely god awful. And I'm saying this as somebody who has a lot of bad air quotes, bad Saturn aspects in her chart. And this is why I'm such a fan of 
Saturn. Yeah, maybe the light will, maybe we got some friends today. Maybe it's the ancestors. But anyway, so yeah, it's like philosophy really drives my work and how I look at the sky in a very particular way. I see it as this beautiful ordered creation. This is why, you know, when I talk about some of the planets, you know, I talk about how, you know, they're part of something bigger. There's two sides to every planet. There's two sides to every zodiac sign. It's for that reason that I'm going to be teaching a five-week course on astrology. It's not a beginner's astrology course, even though certainly it's geared for all, all levels and it's geared for people who don't really know much about astrology, but it's meant to give you the way that I see astrology and it's meant to sort of impart this philosophical side of things. You know, the astrology is 50%. You are the other 50%, and that's why, you know, we got to see what's in that other 50%. You know, you plus what else is what else is in there? And so this will be a very holistic look at astrology, but this five-week course is starting on June 29th. It will run weekly until, I believe, it's July 27th, and we'll go through the, the fundamentals, and not in a sort of like academic way, but a very experiential way and to sort of reframe how we see our own astrology and how we experience astrology in general and hopefully give you something a little bit more concrete to hold on to as you listen to me every week. So anyway, the link is in the show notes. You know, I was thinking like, okay, empowering astrology. I've always wanted to write the book, empowering astrology. And so maybe this is my, my first uh my first step into that and you know last year i did the saturn masterclass you know i see one of my saturn masterclass students and we had a really powerful 12 weeks working together so it's a little bit of a shorter time um but i'll be talking about that more because we've got you know got a few weeks before you know june 29th when things start uh so yeah that's that sagittarius side of things that are on my mind how is your full moon how is your uh weekend um you know somebody asked me like i didn't I didn't mention how Venus was opposing Pluto. And, you know, sometimes, not that I, well, sometimes I do forget about aspects because I'm a human being, but sometimes we just got a lot of other astrology and, and, you know, things drop off a little bit. And even Venus trying Neptune, which we had last week, was a beautiful aspect, but I mentioned it more when the moon was in Libra because Libra rules Venus. So we're going to, let's say the moon is in a sign Today, for example, it's in Capricorn as I record this. And because of rulership, I realize it's a little bit of a technical point, but it's an important point. It pulls, the rulership pulls the energy from different places in the sky. So you sometimes need the moon to pick up an aspect to really feel it a little bit more powerfully. Otherwise, it can be in the, in the background. Um, but yeah, so we've, let's see some familiar faces on the chat. Um, and you know, if you are watching live, let me know where you're watching from. It's always lovely to check in. I see some of my clients in the live chat, but even if you are watching, I, I call it, what do you guys, my Tuesday morning club, you watch this or you listen to this on Tuesday mornings, or maybe it's Tuesday morning in Australia or New Zealand, because you're on the other side of the world. But for those that don't know who I am, my name is Katie Sweetman and I'm an astrologer and I'm a psychic medium here in the New York City area and every week we gather live to talk about the astrology and how to navigate it and for me more importantly how does it reveal something in us you know I don't want this just to be this conversation about what's going to happen to me I'm, I'm more of a why astrologer than, than a what you know what's going to happen to me and I remember when I was even 
for starting out with astrology. I was thinking about this this morning, how, you know, for me, astrology was a way to navigate like stress and trauma. Like, okay, I'm safe if I do this on this date. And then that, of course, has evolved over time. And now I'm just pretty chill when it comes to things like uh, Mercury retrograde or whatever. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean it's not a thing, but we just have to learn to navigate it and to sort of let Mercury retrograde or any planet reveal something that is inside of us to discover. With that in mind, let's talk about the bigger points this week. Again, we just are coming off that Sagittarius full moon. But the big deal this week is that Venus has gone into Leo. So personally, I love Venus and Leo. I've got Jupiter and Leo. Jupiter rules my astrology, rules my chart. But Venus, Venus is the planet of what we love and what we value, meaning what do we spend time on? What do we, what do we spend money on? How do we socialize and interact with one another? And it's not that the planet is doing something to you. It's just an energy and archetype that helps you to whether work with it consciously or subconsciously or unconsciously. So each and every one of you, you have Venus somewhere in your astrology. I, for example, have Venus in Scorpio, Venus retrograde in Scorpio. So here, you know, Venus has changed signs. And now each and every one of us, even if we don't have Venus in Leo, which is where Venus is right now, it invites us to connect with that energy and that archetype. So Venus, what we love, what we value, how we socialize, how we how we learn to see things from other people's perspectives. And now it's in Leo, the sign of the sun, the sign of joy, creativity, self-expression. And I think Leo is one of those signs that doesn't always uh, get its fair due. I think sometimes Leo, this is where pop culture and sort of a cultural narrative around a sign becomes very heavy. We think, oh, Leo, diva, self-centered. And I think that's not completely fair to Leo because Leo is the energy and the archetype of creation, creativity, self-expression. It's this, the fire of the sun. Of course, there's a shadow side to Leo, um, but there's a shadow side to everything. So Venus and Leo, how do we invest in the things that give us joy and passion? How do we really make time and, 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 and sort of create something that's important or maybe sometimes even tangible uh, for Venus's time in, in Leo. It, you know, creativity means different things to different people. It doesn't necessarily have to be art, but certainly Leo is the sign of the artist, the performer. How do we make key areas of our life and art while Le Venus is in Leo? And one of the things we need to understand about Venus and Leo is that Venus will be in Leo for four months. Normally, it's four weeks. So why so long, Katie? It's because Venus is going to turn retrograde on July 22nd. So typically, uh, Venus, again, will spend uh, about four, three, four weeks and a sign. It's a pretty fast moving planet. It's, if you think about astronomy, Venus is not that far from the sun, so it has one of the faster orbits. But Venus every 18 months turns retrograde. So we last had Venus retrograde, it was in Capricorn. And this was back in, I believe it was January and February of 2022. Here we are, Venus is not in Leo. And so we are sort of being in this energy of joy, creativity, self-expression, personality, persona, identity. There's all Leo keywords and getting back to ourselves and really, you know, what makes us us. 
But of course, Leo is a whatever, it's a particular part of your own astrology. So in addition, you know, you're going to have Venus in a very particular part of your chart, which we'll go through when we go through the 12 signs. But a retrograde, which we have coming up in about a month and a half, it means that we have to look at things from another perspective. It's a little bit different than Mercury retrograde. Any retrograde is what's called a yin phase. The energy is receptive. It's not active. It pulls back. It doesn't pull push forward. When something pulls back, when it's receptive, we have to go back and we have to look. We have to reflect. We have to connect to our intuition. We are more of a feminine expression of the energy than masculine. I'm not talking about gender. I'm talking about energy. When we have a retrograde, sometimes it means things from the past come up. We have maybe karma, air quotes, karma, or sort of like sticky things that we have to untie ourselves from. So when Venus goes retrograde in Leo, we have to look at our past relationship with joy, creativity, really getting our needs met. I think high Venus and Leo is sort of, you know, maybe unapologetic, unapologetically itself. It loves, it loves the romance of life. It loves romance. It loves to be loved. It loves to be adored. And I think, by and large, a lot of us want to be loved and adored, but we're afraid, or we don't ask what we need, or we're afraid to be ourselves. We're, we don't, we have maybe don't see the value in being ourselves. And Venus is very much a value-driven planet. It's you know, as the ruler of Taurus, it talks about money, income, property material possession and uh, value and worth. So there's an element of money, there's an element of relationships that are going to be these threads that go through our experiences uh, in uh, July and into August. Um, Sometimes old lovers can pop back up when Venus is retrograde. The only thing that kind of concerns me, but something to have my eye on is that, you know, Venus is kind of in a little bit of a hot zone right now. It's just made that opposite to Pluto, although Pluto is going back into Capricorn, but it's going to be in the same place as the nodes, not for much longer, but the same place that says the nodes is going to be in the same place as Jupiter, Uranus. Um, so we got a lot of things going on and it might make for a little bit of a hot air quotes uh, July and August. Things are popping up. Things are happening. And Venus will be sort of at midpoints of the eclipses. So we may see some eclipse energy as we get into uh, August, for example. Um, so yeah, Venus is in Leo. It's kind of giving us a little bit of a boost. And so you know, feel yourself, be yourself, <laughs> create Um, get back to the spark of life. I get it. We're all tired and burnt out. A lot of things going on in our lives. But Leo, this is why I love Leo. It really tries to get us back to that, that existential spark that lives within. And sometimes that energy dims. Sometimes it needs some TLC. Sometimes we need to do the things that we love so that our lives can light up just like whatever is going on with the camera right now. Anyway, so we got Venus and Leo, and then we also have uh, Mercury changing signs this week. It's going to make a change for um, for Gemini season because Mercury is the ruler of Gemini. And then uh, this is the big one is that Pluto goes back into Capricorn. Um, so Pluto's been in Aquarius since March, March 23rd of this year. And that's the first time that Pluto has been in Aquarius since the 1780s and the 1790s. So that's pretty 
pretty, pretty, pretty big deal. And this is the only time in our lives that nobody alive, unless you are immortal, nobody has alive has experienced Pluto and Aquarius, but yet, nevertheless, we've been, ex been experiencing it the last three months. These are the seeds of a new era. It's really hard to get a huge, like a bigger picture of Pluto and Aquarius because we, I think we need a little bit of, um, you know, tra travel the road a little bit before we can kind of get a sense of what Pluto and Aquarius is showing us, but it does mark a shift of a new era. Pluto going back into Capricorn says that we need to go back to a story that began in 2008. Yes, 2008. Pluto first went into Capricorn in January 2008. We got some loose ends to wrap up. Um, so those are our bigger highlights for the week. And I do want to quickly mention because I got some, some emails from people about scammers. I know it keeps happening. It's annoying. Now it's happening on Facebook. It wasn't enough for this for my my account to get cloned on Instagram. It's also happening on Facebook. So one somebody sent me the link for one of the uh, accounts on Facebook that had been cloned, and I was like, it says that I'm I'm in a relationship and I'm married. I was like, that should have been your first giveaway. But I'm Ching, not me. I don't email you solicit not or message you <laughs> soliciting for readings, especially with language I would never use. Grand prizing, whatever. Anyway, just beware. I'm just your friendly reminder that there are not so nice people out there that are using my likeness and even the likeness of my colleagues to uh, scam people out of money. Anyway, so let's talk about the astrology of this week for June 5th through 11th, 2023. So as we start the week, the moon is in Capricorn. And the Capricorn is typically a, you know, a hardworking sign. It's looking towards the future. It's taking on duties and responsibilities, sometimes as the way of the world on its shoulders. But something that I've noticed is that you know, with Saturn and Pisces, and Saturn's been in Pisces since March 7th, it's kind of a little bit of chill, a little bit of chill placement for Saturn. Um, you know, maybe you have Saturn in Pisces, man. Like, and so you maybe you know this energy. It's like, wow, this is a very different than we had the last six years when Saturn was in Capricorn and Aquarius from the beginning of 2018 all the way until March of 2023. But Saturn in Pisces, it's it has to learn to make peace with the things that you know, maybe sometimes are hard to make peace with. It has to learn to let go. It has to align its worldly ambitions with its spiritual ambitions, or rather the ambitions of something that is beyond this life. And so it's a bit of an existential placement for Saturn. And so it's just a reminder as we start the week, it's not that sort of hard driving moon and Capricorn, it's the moon and Capricorn that's pointing over towards Saturn and Pisces and sort of get things done, but make sure our heart and our soul is in it. Then we get into Venus and Leo, which we've talked about. This is a big deal because Venus will be in Leo for four months. And as it does so, and, 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 and yeah, I realized four months from now is October, which I don't know, that's bananas for you, it's bananas for me. Um, Venus is not going to leave uh, Leo until October 8th. Like, that's crazy, man. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of, uh, let's say, uh, road to travel while Venus is in Leo and sort of reevaluating our relationship with the archetype of Leo, joy, creativity, self-expression, fun, passion, being ourselves, identity. We will come back to this, especially as we get to the end of July and into August. 
Then we go into uh, Venus is going to square the nodes now that it's in Leo. And so if you remember, the lunar nodes are in Taurus and Scorpio, although not for much longer. By July, they're going to switch into Aries and Libra. So that north node in, in Taurus and Taurus uh, is ruled by Venus. Uh, the north node is like true north for us. It's like, where do we need to head collectively? And individually depending on our personal astrology and with the north node in Taurus it's really about finding stability and security in our lives you know re you know, shifting our relationship with value and worth what we value what we think is important but I think one of the harder things is we had that south node in Scorpio since January 2022 so it's really had this sort of heavy and I'm saying this is Scorpio, like a heavier, dense energy to navigate over the past uh, you know, year and a half. That said, when I, I've noticed that when Venus uh, makes an aspect to the lunar nodes, particularly a square, it's a turning point or, or a pivot point in a relationship. Can be what I call capital R relationship, meaning your primary relationship, your primary intimate partnership, and sometimes it's small R relationships, meaning the people in your life. What does a pivot look like? A relationship needs to change course or needs to change altogether. Somebody is coming in and out of your life, and sometimes because the nodes talk about the past, they talk about fate, somebody can come into your life and somebody can come into your life from the past. See how that, especially as we get towards Thursday, June 8th, if that is relevant for you, and of course. Then we get into the end of the week, and then you know we have Mercury on the 11th going into Gemini. So Sunday, June 11th, Mercury, which rules Gemini season, it's getting out of Taurus. Mercury has been in Taurus since the beginning of April. That is a long time. And I'm just, you know, I'm just saying Mercury plods along a little bit when it's in Taurus. And so I think we've, we haven't quite had the full, the full effect of Gemini season because the energy of the sun has pointed back to Taurus. And Taurus represents the end of Gemini's personal astrology. So it's like endings, letting go, soul searching, uh, looking at baggage, reevaluating, having to deliberate, having to meditate, having to reflect. It's, it's not just a yin energy, it's just a very solitary, very quiet energy. And then Mercury made a very dynamic conjunction to Uranus this weekend. And now it's preparing to leave. So when it gets into Gemini, it sort of kicks up the gear of the season. You know, we sort of get that full force of air energy, curiosity, uh, movement, travel, voice, communication, learning, ideas. And it kind of gets that sort of frenetic energy that we are typically uh, used to when it comes to Gemini season. I always think of a little, you know, busy bees when I think of Gemini season. But then we have Pluto going back into Capricorn. And this is a big deal. And, and when I go through each of the 12 signs, sort of refresh everybody, like what, what was Pluto doing the past 15 years? And it's, it's a, I realize it's a huge amount of time. Um, but Pluto's job, it's number one, it's an evolutionary planet. An evolutionary planet's job is to get you and me and everybody to grow and evolve by any means possible. Pluto was in Sagittarius from 1995 until 19, uh, sorry, 2008. So we had to do a lot of deep work around faith and truth and meaning over that course of, I think was like 11 or so years. 
Pluto went into Capricorn. Pluto talks about not just only an evolutionary process, it talks about the power behind the sign and sometimes the complicated or not so pretty energy behind the sign, meaning the shadow. We've had to look at the shadow side of Capricorn, whether that's a collective uh, look at Capricorn, structures, governments, power, or our own relationship with the sign of Capricorn, both on a larger level, but also Capricorn is a very particular part of our astrology. And if we are a Capricorn, and I invite every Capricorn listening to go back to who they were and what their lives looked like in 2008, and quite possibly it looks very different than it did in that 15 years because Pluto will irrevocably change things. And even if you're not a Capricorn, that part of your life that Capricorn governs very likely has irrevocably changed over the last 15 years. So Pluto going back means that we have to go back to that story to wrap it up, to deeper integrate the things that we've had to learn, that we've had to, to transform, even our own personal transformations. And maybe there's something that we're missing, or maybe it's, a, again, a loose end. We'll have to see. Just for the record, Pluto will go back into Capricorn and it will leave Capricorn, go back into Aquarius in January. It will come back into Capricorn in September 2024. And then by November 19th of 2024, Pluto is fully in, in Aquarius for the next 20 years. That's a long time, everybody. But um, yeah, we got to go back to a story that began way back in 2008. Venus um, also is going to make a square to Jupiter uh, during the weekend and, and on the 11th of, of June, which is Sunday. And I will say that Venus, especially in Leo and Jupiter, especially in Taurus, can make for a very indulgent square. So I'm just saying this, you know, you do you, of course, it can be a little over the top this weekend. Um, you know, you know, you want to try everything, do everything you know, to be in the pleasure of life. You know, Taurus loves food, it loves all the things that are good and not good for you. And, um, you know, Venus sort of adds into the mix and sort of loves beauty, loves pleasure. So just, you know, do what you need to do this weekend. So that is your look at the astrology of this week, June 5th through 11th, 2023. Let's now look at the astrology for each of the 12 signs, starting with Aries. Aries, we've got to talk about Pluto going back into Capricorn. I think that that's the real headliner this week. Um, go back to 2008. And, you know, maybe that's a, a little bit of a work for you, a little bit of a reflection. But Pluto went into, into what's called your career sign way back in January of 2008 and began a 15-year process of completely gut-level transforming your professional life. This statement means different things to different areas. You know, for some areas, it's been the end of a career. For some areas, it's been a career transformation, like positive transformation. For some areas, they've had to really look at their relationship with power and control. And even being in a leader posi leadership position or having to navigate situations where there's a bad boss or there's uh, maybe some sticky issues with power. Pluto will, you know, leave this space in, in January. It will come back in September, but it's for you to really reflect and to see the bigger picture. What has changed and transformed in your professional life over the last 15 years? If it's not literally your professional life, it is your relationship with duty, responsibility, ambition, power, the public life. 
And so how do you exist out in the world? How do you stand in your own place in the world? And sometimes it's a fight with Pluto or has been a fight, at least in the past. But this is, again, we're coming to the end of the story, but it's for you to start to see where there's maybe a little bit more work to be done. Then there's Venus and Leo. And for you, Aries, Leo is a fire sign. You are a fire sign and Leo is what's called your fifth sign. So this is putting a lot of emphasis over the next four months, in particular, going into the end of July and August about who are you, Aries? I realize that that's a big question and maybe even a broad question because that's going to mean different things to different Aries. Each and every one of you, you are your own person. There is only one you in this world, only one you in this universe. You cannot be duplicated. Take that in. It's an important realization. And yet we try to, you know, be somebody we're not. And so Venus and Leo is a time for you to really get back to who you are. How do you do that? You do the things that give you joy and give you passion, that light you up and give you life, because that's when you start to connect back to the energy of what makes you, you. When Venus will be retrograde, of course, we'll come back uh, to this, uh, when we, you know, the end of July, you know, it's a time to really look at when you have, you know, maybe not been yourself or maybe not valued who you are, or maybe there's a creative block. You need to un unblock that creative block. But that said, you know, with Mercury finally getting out of Taurus, it's just been this long story around money and income. Life's probably going to get a lot busier, especially as you go into next week. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, Taurus. Taurus. So lots going on in your sign. Uh, but Mercury, which has been in your sign since April, is finally leaving. So this has been a time when Mercury has been both giving you voice but also pushing you to reevaluate how you use your voice, how you speak and act and, and, inter, and, and to communicate, but also the choices that you're making. And maybe there's, it was a very long deliberation over the past, uh, over the past how many weeks, especially in May when Mercury was retrograde. But now Mercury is going to go into your second sign of money income and it sort of, you know, it revitalizes the season and maybe, you know, maybe you need that part of your life to flow more or maybe you need to, um, you know, look at spending or maybe you need to make more money and so Mercury will kind of breeze through the space but it definitely gives a lot more life than you in the space than you've been experiencing over the past few weeks. And I will say it really does get into these larger themes around, you know, value and worth and what's truly of value to you, Taurus. Then there's the big headliner, you know, Venus. Venus is your planet, Taurus, and it goes into Leo. And Leo is your fourth sign. The fourth sign is always about home and family, roots and foundation. And this is going to be four months of you getting back to your roots whether it's literally focusing on home and family, this includes your household, this includes your parents, if they're still with you or family in general. And if it's not literal family, it's about your home. Maybe you're thinking about a move. Maybe you need to get back to your, your house. You haven't been home. Or maybe you need to invest more time in you know, your roots and your foundation. 
So really start to see the story that's picking up for you right now. You know, Mercury, not Mercury, Venus is in a little bit of a sticky spot, you know, as it makes aspects to Uranus uh, you know, throughout uh, July and into August. So this might really shake and shift um, some of the themes that have been present, um, not, not a conjunction to Uranus, a square to Uranus, you know, with the, with the eclipses that we're having in Taurus, you know, it might activate these new beginnings, these new directions, um, having to, to, you know, kind of really plant yourself and root yourself and really, um, make time for the things that are important. Then there's Pluto into, into Capricorn. And I will say that Pluto has been in Aquarius and Aquarius is your, sign of career so you, you you were just in this three month period of the first few um seeds of a new era i know it's a big statement but just ask your ask, ask your aries friends what was the last 15 years like where something about your professional life and your direction will start to change i realize that's a big statement we will come back to it in future conversations but pluto is getting back to capricorn and capricorn for you taurus is about you know, what do you, what do you believe in? What do you stand for? What do you think is true? And uh, maybe you need to get back to these bigger questions about philosophy, truth, faith, meaning over the coming months. You know, Pluto will go back into Aquarius in January of 2024. It'll come back to Capricorn in September of 2024. So you're still wrapping up these deeper lessons to really kind of figure out what do you believe in? What do you stand for? What do you think is true? Gemini, I know you're counting down the days, Gemini, until Mercury gets out of Taurus, gets out of what's called your 12th, and gets back to you. So Mercury rules you, it rules your life, you're Gemini or Gemini rising. And then going into Gemini, it's like a renewal, it's a new beginning. This is not until June 11th, so you gotta wait till Sunday. But it's almost like you've had all this time since the beginning of April to really think, to reflect, to deliberate, to, you know. And then Mercury finally getting back to you means that things can start to move forward. Maybe that you're like, oh, thank God. So Mercury and, and, and Gemini will be a bit of a breath of fresh air for you, Gemini. And also happy birthday, by the way, if it's, uh, if it's your birthday. Um, but then we have Venus and Leo and for you, Leo, Gemini, uh, for you, Gemini, Leo is what's called your third sign of voice and communication. It's how you think and listen and learn. And so Venus over the course of the next four months, there's a bigger story about, well, how do you use your voice? What's your sense of value and worth behind what you have to say? What's your relationship uh, with your your mind and your intelligence? And you know, how do you use your mind? And how do you use your intelligence? And even curiosity and your relationship with curiosity. And I, you know, when I think of Gemini and I think of Leo, especially if there's a lot of stuff going on in Leo, it, it adds it brings some creative voice to your life. And so this could be a time when you also have to look at your voice and how you inhabit your voice, for example. Then there's Pluto in uh, Capricorn, and Capricorn is something called your eighth sign. So go back, reflect, who were you in 20, 2008 and 2009? And even though Capricorn, it, it's, it's sort of an internal place for you. Sorry, it's my dog. Um, this is a time when you've had to really do a lot of deep psychological work 
over the past uh, 15 years and I'm quite possibly you're not the same person at least on an internal level and you were 15 years ago there's something about the next few months even in going to 2024 where you have to wrap up some loose ends cancer so cancer um what's going on ah pluto pluto is the big one for you so go back to 2008 that was the year that Pluto went into uh, Capricorn, and Capricorn is your relationship sign. And what's the story or uh, the stories over the past 15 years that have been about re relationship? And of course, every Cancer has lived this time differently. And for some Cancers, there was a pretty pivotal you know, shift in relationship uh, back then. But you know, Pluto going back into the space is to remind you of the work that you have done on relationships. This includes big R relationships and even small R relationships. Because Capricorn is not just a relationship sign, it talks about how do you interact and socialize and learn to uh, find commonality and even balance with people. And you know, maybe you need to go back and integrate some of these deeper lessons, or maybe you have some unfinished business. There's some toxic relationships in your life that still need to go, or a light bulb that still needs to go off. That said, Cancer, um, you know, Leo is what's called your second sign of money and income, and Venus is going to spend quite a while in the space. And I know you're thinking, yay, money, money, great. Not bad, you know, money's nice. Um, but, you know, with Venus going through the space, maybe you have to take a second look, especially with Venus retrograde later in July. What is your relationship with money? What is your relationship with value and worth? Are you investing the things that are, you know, really giving your life value and worth or giving your life material stability and security? Do you need to make a shift in how you earn a living, for example? That said, this next four months is very much about your material life. And for some people, that means exactly what it sounds like. You're really, you know, enjoying the fruits of your material life over the next four months. And for some people, it needs to take a second look or to bring some new energy to this space. Um... Leo. So Leo, you're a little bit of the bell of the ball for the moment. Venus has come back into your sign after a year. So, but Venus is actually going to be in your sign for four months. That's a bit of a long time. Normally it's four weeks. So on one hand, Venus kind of gives you a little bit of a boost. It makes you charming. It makes you sociable and, you know, maybe kind of puts a little bit of spring in your curls for example because you know venus is the planet of beauty and you know of course beauty is very uh, objective for or subjective for example so whether it's this new sense of uh, revitalization in your life a sense of charm a sense of grace a desire to connect and to socialize with people but venus will eventually turn retrograde at the end of july and throughout august and into the beginning of september so there's some sort of second look that's going to need to happen i realize i'm just kind of planting the seed at the moment 
about how you negotiate. How do you, you know, try to find commonality with somebody? How do you learn to get your needs met, but also learn to not be a jerk about it? Because Venus is a very skilled negotiator. I think we, we don't always give Venus its due. Venus understands that we need to sometimes smooth things over in order to find commonality with people, in order for everybody to get what they want. And Venus is also a planet of money and value and sort of looking at these sort of bigger themes around you and value and sort of how your sense of self-worth and value, for example. Um, that said, uh, you know, Pluto is going back into Capricorn. And it's important to understand first that Pluto has been in Aquarius the last three, three months. And Aquarius is a relationship sign. And so there have been seeds that have been planted over the past few months that sort of talk about a larger shift, a new chapter, a new era in your life where something about relationships has to shift. Whether it's your relationship with relationships, whether it's your relationship with a primary relationship in your life, but this is going to be some heavy lifting over the coming years. And so really, you know, either write down or note or journal or, or just put in the back of your, your head, like, what's been happening in relationship what are the seeds those stories that you're going to return to in 2024 and beyond that said pluto is going back to capricorn and capricorn is your sign of uh taking care of yourself it's health it's wellness it's your day-to-day -day rituals and practices it's work it's projects and so to see what about your life has changed what about health and wellness has changed or, or your rituals and practices over the past 15 years. Pluto means we have to return to something. We have to uh, you know, reintegrate or go deeper with what we've learned. We need to make further changes. It's a time to tie up loose ends, but for you, Leo, to sort of just take a second look at health and wellness and how that part of your life has grown and evolved over the past 15 years. Um, Virgo, Virgo. So your planet is Mercury and it's finally getting out of Taurus. That was a long time. I think it's just hard when, when Mercury is kind of in, a, in an earth sign. I know you are an earth sign, but you know Mercury doesn't have the agility that it typically has when it's an earth sign. Although when it's in Virgo, your sign, it has that sense of discernment. It's able to organize. It's able to like you prepare and to clean it's very a very physical mercury but in taurus this has been about what do you believe in what do you stand for what do you think is true and sort of these bigger philosophical points and even that sense of meaning in your life so mercury is leaving this space what have you learned what have you deliberated on it goes into gemini and gemini is what's called your career sign so it's sort of giving life to gemini season it's also preparing us for a gemini new moon i believe that's next week um but that is kind of putting the focus on your professional life uh, whether it's literally your professional life meaning um you know what's going on in your professional life or needing to you know get things moving in your professional life but maybe if that's not 100 percent relevant for you it's maybe it's just more about your duties and responsibilities in the world mercury going through gemini means it's going through the highest part of your astrology it's time to be visible it's time to look at the the external world and to be out and to the, be out in the external world then there's Pluto, and Pluto was in Capricorn for the last 15 years. It was in your sign of self. 
Meaning, go back to the version of who you were in 2008 versus who you are now. What has changed? Maybe you're like, oh my God, I'm not the same person. But Pluto going back to the space means you have to take a second look at a lot of the personal changes and a lot of the changes in how you express yourself that have been happening over the last 15 years. And maybe it's time to you know, tie up loose ends. Then there's Venus and Leo, and I will say that Leo is what's called your 12th sign. So Venus is going to be in a very quiet space in your astrology for the next four months. It's not just it's not about your physical world, it's about your spiritual world. And with Venus pulling on uh, Uranus and Taurus, it's kind of bringing these existential themes further into the coming, uh, into the coming month. What do you believe in? What do you stand for? That's both an external statement, but how do you find the answers within? So it might be a really quiet time of reflection and getting in touch with your spiritual values over the coming months. Libra. Libra. Venus is your planet and Venus is now in Leo. And for you, uh, Libra, Leo is what's called your 11th sign. So this is a very big picture worldly place for your planet to be and it's going to be there for four months it's not about you it's about your your role in the world it's about your friends your community your sense of you know sense of placement in society and humanity i realize these are big statements social issues social causes so maybe you're really looking at these broader strokes of life for the next four months you know what do you what do you stand for like what's your what do, how do you want to participate in the world, how do you value what is your relationship with your friends and your community? Is that an area that needs a little bit of help, for example? That said, you know, really see how these broader themes and, and issues are coming into your life over the next four months. Then there's Pluto. And for you, Pluto was, or rather Capricorn, where Pluto is going back to, Capricorn forms the base of your astrology. And I want you, to, Libra, to go back to the version of your life or the version of who you were way back in January of 2008. Do you see any differences, especially in the realm of home and family? And of course, this is going to mean different things for different Libras or Libra Risings, but Pluto, over the last 15 years, it was occupying a very sensitive part of your, your astrology. I have seen the gamut with my Libra Libra Rising clients. I've seen to toxic family members needing to be excised from their lives. I've seen a falling out with a parent or falling out with a sibling. I know this sounds like negative examples. I've seen a Libra Libra Rising. They've made major changes. They've started a family. That family or that sense of home is vastly different than the template that they were given by their own family, for example. But it's been this time to really excise or to dig out any of the emotions, any of the memories, any of the past energies that are getting in the way of you thriving. See what is the theme that comes back to you as, as Pluto goes back into Libra. It's going to be in Libra until January. It leaves, it goes back into Aquarius, but it will come back to uh, Capricorn from September to November of 2024. So this is really coming to the conclusion, this may even be a coda to a longer story that's been with you over the last 15 years. Scorpio. So Scorpio, uh, Venus is actually a major player in your astrology. It rules relationships, for example. 
that's going into Leo, your career sign. So over the next four months, this could be a time of professional collaboration. It could be a time when you're really making a lot of connections in your professional life. But then the Venus also gives anybody a boost. So maybe this is giving your professional life a boost or a time for you to really negotiate, negotiate and navigate your professional duties and responsibilities, for example. This is all in advance of Venus turning retrograde later in July. And so there will be a time for you to reevaluate your relationship with your professional life, your relationship with your duties and responsibilities, and even your relationship with your ambitions. That said, let's check quickly in on Mars, and Mars is your planet. It's also in Leo, so it's putting out a lot of concentration on your professional life. It's a time to put things out there, to be seen, to be recognized, to really you know, double down on your duties and responsibilities, to build a professional or a career framework, for example. Then there's Pluto going back into Capricorn. And, and for you, this sort of takes the pressure off of the what's called home and family, which is where Pluto was when it was an Aquarius, a very sensitive part of your chart. The, the first or rather the last three months have been really planting seeds of a new era for you, Scorpio. But that said, Pluto going back into Capricorn, it's going back to what's called your, your sign of voice and communication. And for you, Scorpio, to really reflect on how are you using your voice in 2008 versus how are you using your voice now? Is there a difference? Do people hear you? Are you actually inhabiting the full power of your voice? We don't always think about Scorpio having a problem with being able to inhabit their power, but sometimes we're afraid or sometimes, you know, in, in some very small cases, we use our power. And we make choices that maybe aren't the best choices, but I'm sure that's not you. But Pluto is sort of wrapping up this long story that's been happening since 2008, and it will return to Capricorn in uh, June, um, in September to November 2024. Uh, but this is sort of this wrapping up, uh, sort of integrating the lessons, really standing in the power of your voice, using the power of your mind, having people hear you, and even you know making powerful new choices. Um, then it's Gemini season, and Gemini for you is what's called your eighth sign. So Mercury leaving your relationship sign, where it kind of got a little muddled down, and it's going to kind of get into this little bit of an emotional and psychological place in your eighth. And so really to see what are the emotions, the themes, the deeper revelations that are coming up with Mercury and Gemini. Sagittarius, so sad. You just had a full moon and your sign, which means that you are in the spotlight. It's not too late. You still got the, the spotlight on you. This must be what this this light with this camera that's happening. I guess I'm gonna have to do some some tech, whatever. Um, but anyway, so Jupiter is your planet. Jupiter is in Taurus, so it's really pointing you towards health and wellness, taking care of your life, putting things in order, taking care of your duties and responsibilities in your day-to-day -day life. That said, Venus is going into Leo, and Leo is a fire sign just like you. And Leo forms what's called your ninth sign. And over the next four months, you're really getting into these deeper points around meaning, belief, finding your mission and purpose. What do you believe in? What do you stand for? What do you think is true? A sense of broadcast, getting your voice out there, publishing, um, speaking, uh, public speaking, for example, education, if I can say that already. 
But when Venus goes retrograde uh, later in July, there will be this period going to the beginning of September where you have to sort of take a second look at your relationship with what you believe in and what you stand for. How do you invest in sort of the things that give your life meaning and sort of really finding your sense of mission and purpose in life? Uh, that said, Gemini season is your relationship sign and Mercury finally getting out of Taurus means that sort of you're going to get a boost the party chart that talks about relationships, whether it's all relationships or your primary relationships or new people coming into your life, especially after that Gemini new moon on the 18th. Mercury is also a career planet, so it's just sort of had its head down in Taurus over the past, gosh, April, two months. Is it two months? I guess it is two months. So it's going to get bring some fresh air for you, Gemini. Capricorn. So Capricorn, you know, you know, I say it over, over again, you know, Saturn's your planet. So you know, you're still um, in this three-year chapter that's about voice, communication, um, education, how you think and listen and learn, and even the choices that you're making and sort of really understanding the deeper uh, value of the choices that you're making. Uh, that said, uh, for you, you um, Venus is a major player in your astrology. It's, it's actually a, a career planet, and it's going to spend a long time in Leo. And for you, Capricorn Leo is what's called your eighth. Over the next four months, this is a little bit of an interesting place for Venus to be. It means that you have to go in and look at your deeper stuff, your psychology, your hidden ambitions, your hidden emotions, your inner saboteur, for example, and maybe having to do some deeper work over the next four months. If it's not that, it's also looking at you know money and income and the relationship of money and income with your professional ambitions, your professional duties, for example. But when you get into the end of July, there will need to be a second look at what you value, what you spend time and money on, the value of your emotional health. How do you take care of yourself, for example? Then it's also Gemini season, and for you, Capricorn, Gemini is your sixth sign. It's health, it's wellness, it's how you take care of yourself physically, as opposed to uh, Leo talking about how you take care of yourself emotionally. This is time to really take care of your day-to-day -day life, get organized, clean things up, clean things out. For example, Mercury will give you a boost when it goes into Gemini later this, this, uh, later this week. But the main headliner for you, Capricorn, is Pluto going back into Capricorn. Hey, you're a Capricorn. Go back to 2008, Capricorn. Who were you? What was the life that you were living? What was the version of self of who you were? Is there a difference? And I probably, the vast majority of you are shaking your head and saying yes. Pluto has irrevocably changed you. It's irrevocably changed your life. You are not the same person you were in 2008. Pluto going back into your sign, especially if you're born at the end of Capricorn or if you've late Capricorn rising, it's a need to wrap up the story, wrap up this work, integrate the, the lessons that you've been learning and make even some further transformations if necessary. Pluto is a powerful force. I know you already know that, but Pluto will revisit your sign from September until November 2024. So the story is not completely over. Aquarius. 
Aquarius. So Pluto is leaving you when it's going back into Capricorn. And so Capricorn for you represents your 12th sign of spirituality, letting go of the unconscious behind the scenes. So it's not 100% a place that you were really aware of over the last 15 years because Pluto first went into this space back in 2008. Maybe your spiritual life looks different than it did in 2008. Maybe what you saw that relationship with the deepest, most intimate parts of yourself looks different. But it's a need to get back to sort of your, your spirituality and the things that sort of feed you on a deeper level. Maybe even looking at some unconscious blocks that you haven't really been able to work through. That said, Pluto does take the pressure off of you because it's no longer in Aquarius. That said, Venus is going into Leo and Leo is your relationship sign. And so over the next four months, this is about looking at your relationship with relationships. So this is going to give a boost to existing relationships. It's going to bring new people into your life. It's going to give a sense of revitalization and renewal, but it also prepares you for Venus retrograde at the end of July and August. And during that time, you're going to need to look at your relationship with relationships and maybe look at past relationships, uh, things that have not been sort of uh, need to be uh, wrapped up or maybe even past relationships coming back into your life. That said, Gemini season for you, Aquarius is your sign of, of self and creativity and self-expression. I think Mercury getting into Gemini is going to give you a bit of a boost. Maybe you need to sort of get back to that flame of you, get back to the things that sort of give you life, give you passion. And Mercury finally getting out of Taurus will give you that boost. Pisces. So here we are, Pisces. Last but not least, how are you enjoying Jupiter and Taurus, Pisces? Um, you, know, you know, Jupiter is your planet, and it went into Taurus back on May 16th. So this is a time when you're sort of the, the, the clock of your life is now pointing to a new sign. Over the next year, it's about material stability, material security, abundance, or sort of enjoying the pleasures of physical life. But for you in particular, Taurus is what's called your third sign, voice, communication, how you think and listen and learn, and really finding the, let's say, the value of what you have to say, or like the wisdom and knowledge of how you speak and how you, you share what you know. And for some Pisces, it means you're teaching or writing a book or taking more classes or really investing your education, for example. And for some Pisces, it means more, more travel, more trips, more exploration, probably trips, uh, not, not long distance trips, but trips closer to home, for example. Then there's uh, Mercury finally getting out of Taurus and going into Gemini. For you, Pisces, Gemini forms the base of your chart, its roots, its foundation, its um, family, its home. And so you know, Gemini season, especially with the sun already there, maybe you've seen a lot of things happening on the home environment, but Mercury kind of coming here for that last stretch of Gemini season gives you that boost. Things start to move finally, and maybe you need that that movement in your home environment and all of this is in advance of a Gemini new moon on June 18th. And maybe you're thinking about a move, a change in the household, change in your living situation, for example. But then there's Venus and Venus is going into Leo. And for you, Pisces, Leo is yours, your sign of health and wellness. And over the next uh, four months, yeah, four months, you're really looking at your relationship with your physical health and wellness, how you take care of your life, how you take care of your body, 
your how you invest in this part of your life and maybe venus needs to say like now it's time to put some money or put some time into health and wellness you need to you know carve out some time in your schedule you need to you know renew your gym membership you need to go for a walk in the fresh air maybe you feel a sense of boost and revitalization but with venus retrograde there will be some work to do from the end of july and then to into august so there you go that is your look at the astrology for this week uh june 5th through 11th about oh my god i almost said 2003 2023 i guess my my brain's in retrograde so is this camera um but anyway it's always lovely to see you all each week and to see some familiar faces i know you always are my clients you're my neighbors uh we've worked together and um, hopefully we can continue to work together if you you know join me for that five-week class starting on june 29th to really kind of get you into how I do astrology, empowering astrology. Um, but that said, follow me online at empoweringastrology.com. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Spotify, I'm on YouTube. And I look forward every week to talking about astrology with you and like my type of astrology and maybe even your type of astrology too. So until then, have a wonderful week and take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>